Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word? Second Corinthians chapter 2. The title of the message is The Effects of His Presence. The Effects, plural, of His Presence. Second Corinthians chapter 2. I'm reading verse 14. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to do what? The word is triumvir. It refers to a triumphant procession. When a king has won a battle and is returning from war, and he and his entourage are shouting, because of the victory. It says, now thanks be unto God, which always, say always, say it again, say always, say it, say failure is a thing of the past. Say it again, say failure is a thing of the past. As a child of God, God wants you to succeed every time. It says, now thanks be unto God, which always, say always. always. Always means every time. So God has not scheduled any defeat for the child of God. The life of defeat is a choice. Did you hear me? The life of defeat is a choice. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Hosea 4, verse 6. Some of you can quote it. He said, my people are destroyed. For what? My people are destroyed. For what? For lack of power. He said, my people are destroyed. I told you the word destroyed is the word damar. D-A-M-A-R. Some scholars prefer to put it as D-A-M-A. It means to be brought to nothing. It means to be made dumb, to be made silent. It means to perish. It means to fail. So God is saying, my people fail. Why? For a lack of knowledge. So failure is always traceable to ignorance. If you failed an exam, it's because you didn't know the answer. Am I right? It is not because jam is wicked. And I heard that in some circles, I don't know, I've written jam a long time. But I heard that some interviews right now, you answer the questions online. Am I right? So if you failed it, you failed it. He said, my people fail. My people perish. My people are brought down to zero because of lack of knowledge. And I told you that word lack of knowledge is the Hebrew word da'at, D-A apostrophe A-T-H. It means to be unaware. 
So God is saying, my people are failing because they are unaware of certain things. See? They are unaware. And that's the reason why many of God's children are sick. That's why many of God's children are broke. That's why many of God's children die before their time. So my people perish. They die for a lack of knowledge. Knowledge plays a very vital role in success. You cannot separate consistent success from knowledge. Because success that is not founded on knowledge is not sustainable. Success that is not founded on knowledge is not sustainable. The Bible says, wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. Isaiah 33, let's go there. We'll come back here. I'm building a foundation. Isaiah 33, verse 6. It says, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. Notice, there are different times, there are different seasons. But it says, the man that has wisdom and the man that has knowledge will experience consistent victory, stability. You know, some people say, the reason why I, I don't have money is because of the fact that things are hard for the nation. Now, if things are hard in the nation and things are hard for you, what is the proof that you're linked with God? Oh, the reason I have um, um, running nose is because of the fact that there is rain. Then, what separates you from the unbeliever? God says, my people are destroyed because they are unaware. It's so important you get knowledge. Tell somebody, get knowledge. Yeah, get knowledge. Because there are a lot of things people are accumulating that is not knowledge. Well, by that I mean scriptural knowledge. Someone says, if you see somebody walking like this, it means that they have touched his leg in the coven. Now, you Christian brother that knows all the ways that witches operate, I suspect you. No, honestly, I suspect you because how did you know? You see, what a, a witch confessed and told us that when we see this, you forget that the devil himself is a liar. A man of God was casting out devils with his friends from, from, from someone, and he said, Satan, come out. It refused. They said, What's your name? The devil said, Liar. Then the man said, Are you telling the truth? Because if this spirit is called liar, then. <laughs> Maybe this is not true. Huh. 
Hallelujah. You see, it matters your source of information. Because your source of information is what determines the credibility of that information. The veracity of that truth. Are you following me? Um, Pastor, I want you to pray. Why? My mother said she went to a native doctor. And a native doctor said that they, in my office, there are two people worrying me. So I should pray based on an information from a native doctor. Are, are you understanding me? So now I am now party to a, a Catherine. Where would the testimony go to? So I now pray and I said, no, I will never do that, all right? But say, let's say I pray, say, in Jesus' name, whoever is standing in your way of your progress, you found favor and you now get a promotion. You now go to your mother and tell her, your mother goes to the native doctor and say, what you started, the pastor finished. <laughs> it matters where you get your knowledge from. The source. There are a lot of you here. The reason why you are where you are, you have mixed truth plus deception. You go to God and native doctor, the two of them. You mix the two. You take anointing oil and mix it with the thing they gave you from Babalao's place. Some of you are looking at me. You wonder how I got your FM. God is seeing you. He knows where you go to. He says, my people fail because of a lack of knowledge, not because somebody is standing in your way. Today I was listening to a message and the man was teaching on favor. And something struck me. He said, someone came to him and said, Pastor, I want some people to cut me some slack that, um, because they are standing in the way of my promotion. And he said, I told, I made them know that, come on now, nobody can stand in the way of a promotion. And I pulled back a little. And he talked about Joseph. Now Joseph was a slave in Potiphar's house and the favor of God brought him to a place he became an overseer. See, what you need is not someone to die or someone to lose their job. What you need is activating the favor. Hear me. The Bible says promotion does not come from the east, west, or south. But from where? From God. So God can promote you through your enemies. Are you following me? See, my people are destroyed for a lack of not. They are unaware. Your promotion is not in the hand of your boss. I told her again, amen. amen. You see, so long as you put it in the hands of your boss, your boss controls your promotion. See, come to a point you realize that your promotion is coming from the hand of God. So that means you can have double promotion, triple promotion because it's God. See, your boss won't give you double promotion and triple promotion because you might go higher than him. Oh. You see, you need to understand the Ocaladronskas. Yungrotiga haktai, satrigila sundro, etrego sicara danasuntu faradiga, ektegriga atuv, 
Zetrezetrenigos, Proctiniga, Acredega, Sacriga, Matres, Atracanstru, Atredalares. You see, God wants us to understand that as children of God, we live from another economy. You see, the American embassy in Yemen is the wealthiest place in Yemen. The money they get comes from America. The food and supplies, the best food are in the American embassy. Hear me, you belong to another kingdom. Your supplies, Paul said in Philippians 4.19, he said, my God shall supply how many of your needs? It isn't some of your need because some of your needs man can meet. So, so long as you're putting your faith in a human being, you're limiting what God can do for you. It says, my God shall supply all your need. And the word need there is the Greek word krea. C-H-R-E-I-A. Krea. It also means demands. It says, my God shall supply all your demands. Oh my God. See, there's nothing you need that God cannot supply. Then he says, according to his riches, where? In your country? See, you're not limited to your salary. You're not limited to your state. You're not limited to your nation. You are from another kingdom. Can I get an amen? Are you following me? You see, oh, so mankate guy. La gros giga adeglenum vole kigaya da kragundale utregima ecles gonje acligranaton sefrodiga setronira santrila derias. See, in this part of the hall, there's a student worker. See, but God is letting you know that even as a student, He's going to increase your salary where you work in a way and manner that surprises all them that you work for. Who is that person? Stand up as a witness. You're a student worker, you're here. Stand up. You're a student and you work. You are here. Stand up. Now, I, I know me, you can claim it for your faith. You're a student worker, you're on this part of the hall. Where are you? You get what I mean? You go to school and you walk. You are in this side of the hall. Where are you? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Look at him. You see, when you pray for a meeting, you don't need to be scared. See, I know what it means to walk off the, the podium as a minister. Walk off and turn before I realize that I almost went off. You may sit down, young man. You may sit down. See? You see, we, we have become so conscious of this world that we are no longer conscious of the realm of the spirit. Let me tell you an interesting story. When my daughter Alex was born, love asked a question that shocked me. I heard a minister say it about a, a, a boy that uh, asked his younger sister, I was just born, and she was asking the lady while she was growing, when she could talk, and say, please tell me about heaven. I've forgotten the way it looks. And I was like, when I heard it on, on that uh, program on TBN, I was like, uh-uh, come on now. This boy is trying to 
or, or, or to say that all children come from heaven, which I believe, but he had a memory of heaven. Then I noticed my daughter, love, started letting us know that children come from heaven. After Alex was born, she said, our brother is in heaven. He's coming. See, she's letting us see the reality which the word of God lets us know. See, it's so easy to lose consciousness of that realm. Hallelujah. I know some of you almost lost you. You mean there's a little girl? Yeah. Stop relying on human systems. Stop relying on human systems. Stop relying on human systems. And God wants to get the body of Christ to that point. September 16th, 1992. One man, George Soros, led almost bankrupted the Bank of England. One man. Why? Because he sold 10 billion dollars, uh, 10 billion pounds in one day. So people felt that the pounds was going to lose, was going to lose its value. So people started selling and selling their pounds they had. And by the end of the day, the United Kingdom lost 3.4 billion. Josoros made a profit of 1.1 billion. One man. He shook the world because he had money. And I wonder, oh Lord, raise us, oh God. Because the same man actually led to the trouble in Asia. He understands, he understands money. And God has to give his children insight so we can be able to war with money. Let me explain war with money. Notice he sold his pounds. Alright? So that everybody who feel that pounds are losing the value to shake the British government. One man. What could you do if God blesses you that way? Think of how many poor people that you could rescue. I looked at it and I knew God's children have to be taught. They've not been taught. We are leaning on these men that have an evil agenda in their hearts. They don't know God. They can cause a recession. So you want to put your faith in money? No, we won't. We put our faith in God. Are you following me? So it can give you wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom beyond years. Wisdom. Wisdom beyond years. And you make one decision. And you make 1.1 billion naira. See. The children of God, for the most part, have not learned to use what they have. I told you about the wealthiest man in Australia, Peter J. Daniels. Can you remember him? He got born again at the age of 26. And when he got born again, he was mentally retarded. In other words, in no guessance. 
A mentally retarded person is someone whose head is upside down. He got born again at the age of 26 and said, I realized that the same brain that I have is the same brain anybody in the world has. And that man became the wealthiest man in Australia. Just learning to lean on the wisdom of God. Learning to do things God's way. I said we are leaning on the arm of the flesh too long, church. Are you following me? Let me show you something. Go to Ephesians 6 verse 10. Ephesians 6 verse 10. We are looking at the effects of his presence. I'm still laying a foundation. Ephesians 6 verse 10. I'll read it from the King James. Then I'll go to the Amplified. It says, finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in what? All right. Let me read to you in the Amplified. You, you'll get the concept. Amplified version. It says, in conclusion... Be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. It says be empowered through your union with him. In other words, the man who is united with God has been empowered. Say I'm empowered. It said be empowered through your union, your union with him. Are you aware that when you got born again, it was like a marriage? It was like a marriage. When we wedded Augustus and his wife here, and the wedding was over, we said we present to you Mr. and Mrs. Augustus Alade. Notice. Notice she lost her name in him. Because the day they got married, he became a head. Mm. Mm. and every money he wants for she has a right to it are you following me I said are you following me alright notice the two of them will say I take you and what and I take you are we together when you got born again you took Jesus Christ as a Lord and personal savior and he also took you as his own a marriage took place so all that he has now belongs to you so that's why you are called the body of Christ see when you see his wife you say Mrs. Augustus Alade she has lost herself in him as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have done what? Have put on Christ. This is there's neither male nor female, neither born nor free, neither Jew nor Greek. Are you following me? So in the sight of God, he sees you as his son. When you study your Bible, when they went to meet Nabal in 1 Samuel 25, David said, when you, greet, when you get to the one who lives in prosperity, greet him in my name. When he mistreated them, David said, I'm going to kill Nabal and everyone in his house. Why? Because they, dis, 
Nabal dishonored his name because those men came in his name. He said, when you pray for the sick, pray in my name. So any sickness that resists you, Jesus is coming with full force. Are you following me? He said, my people are destroyed because they are unaware. Many of us are unaware of our union with Christ. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17, it says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. One spirit. Ephesians 5 verse 30, the Bible says you are of his flesh and what? And of his bones. And the Bible says none of his bones shall be broken. That's why none of your bones shall be broken. For as he is, so are we in this world. Are you following me? See, it says be empowered through your union. Are you aware you are being united with God? Are you aware of it? Then right now, when you go out, you don't go out in your name anymore. You go out in his name. Thank you. Think about this. We have a first lady. Why is she a first lady? Did you vote for her? Did you vote for her? But whether you like it or not, she is what? Your first lady. Hear me. Jesus Christ won the victory. Whether the devil likes it or not, he has to also bow to us. Are you following me? Because we go in his name. Can I get an amen? She's our first lady. If she travels anywhere, they will respect her. They will honor her. Why? She's Nigeria's first lady. I want to tell you that Jesus has his own first lady. The church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever the president eats, the first lady eats. Hear me. Whatever the president has a right to when he eats on that table. We are at the Lord's table. He prepares a table before us. Where? In the presence of our enemies. Are you following me? The not maybe shaking, he is still president. The not maybe shaking, she is still first lady. The devil may be shaking, Jesus is Lord. And we are exercising our lordship with him. You've been singing in all these years, but you want to I'm married to Jesus. Satan, leave me alone. You've been singing it without knowing what you were singing. You didn't know. Now, the day you got born again, Satan lost right to your life. He lost right to you. He, lo he lo lost it. Colossians chapter 1. The effects of his presence. Colossians 1. Are you learning anything tonight? I want to read verse 12. It says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us and bring the Amplified and made us fit to share the portion hey, which is the inheritance of the saints, God's holy people in the light. Let me share something with you. Let me use all the, all the members of the Federal Executive Council. 
each of them were chosen by the president. Am I right? And because they were chosen by the president, they didn't choose him, he chose them. Am I right? So they have special privileges. They have a salary. They have the kind of money they'll give them for accommodation because the president chose them. They didn't choose him, he chose them. Say he chose them. Mm. When you choose someone like that, you are responsible for their welfare. John 15 verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you, he said. He said that you may go and bring forth fruit. In other words, you've been chosen for productivity. Oh. He said that you may go forth and bring forth fruit and that your fruit will remain. God says, I brought you, I chose you so that whatever you do will last. Your business will not close down. Because whatever you do will last. Can I get an amen? Watch this. Then he says, now whatever you may ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. He said, I've chosen you to have answers to prayers. He says, I ordained you to go and bring forth fruit. And then your fruit remain. I also ordained you to have answers to prayers. That means when you open your mouth, you're ordained to get answers to prayers. Because he chose you. So, a member of the Federal Executive Council could say, um, I don't want to live in Wuse. I want to live in this place. The government will say, okay. Whatsoever you ask my father in my, in my name, what would he do? He will give it to you. Oh. Someone caught that. Just one person caught it. Just one person caught it. You are ordained to have answers to prayer. You are ordained. You are ordained to have, you are hey, you are ordained. There's an anointing in your life. God has chosen that whenever you pray, you should get answers to prayer. Are you aware of this? I remember Kennedy Hagan shared a story. He said he was going to pray for someone, and when he got there, the Lord said, Don't pray. He has finished his plan from for, for, well, my plan for his life. Don't pray. Let him die. He said, because if you pray, I will have to answer. Now, I didn't take those words lightly. Because he said, God told him, if you pray, I will have to. Say have to. He says, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. The word will there is the word telo, T-H-E-L-O. It means he takes pleasure in giving it to you. Now, those of you who are grandparents here, grandparents spoil children. Are you aware of that? How many of you are aware of that? If you take your children to go and see your grandparents, oh, anything they ask, they will get it. And that's the truth. I mean, if you, you, you know that. My daughter will, will do something. My mother says, feel it. We know what we went through. We know what we went through. Hear me. God started with Judaism. From Judaism, he came to Christianity. We are like grandchildren. They were under the law. You know, your, grand, your parents were very strict with you. What are you doing? Come on, sit down. Ah. 
You want to watch TV? Watch TV for what? But small, the child says, TV, they put it on. Ice cream, they give them. You want to go out? They go out. That's why Christianity has more grace than Judaism. Oh, I thought I'd get an amen. See, my people are destroyed because they are unaware. The effects of his presence in our lives. What are we supposed to enjoy? Are, look at Joshua chapter 1. Let me show you something. Joshua 1, please. Joshua 1. I want to read verse 5. Somebody has already caught it. Amen. Joshua 1, 5. It says, no man. Say no man. no man. That includes your boss. No man. Say no man. No man. Read it. Wait, are you, are you alive? Can anybody stop you? He said there shall not any man, the King James, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. What does that mean? Unhindered progress. See, there's one man in my office who is standing in my way. You are not talking like a Christian. God said, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. When you are weak, when you are strong, when you are asleep, when you are awake, it says all the days of your life. I want you to meditate. Let, let it soak. I've submitted it. The man said that uh, it's not possible for you to get it. The man said it's not possible for you to get it. That over his dead body. And so shall it be. See? I remember when Papa Idahosa wanted to get on NTA. The lady in charge then, the manager, she said, ah, it can never happen over my dead body. Papa said, no, no, you'll not die. You see it with your eyes. And he came on TV. So you must realize, he says, there shall not any man. Is, is this a human being? Yes. He said, he cannot stop me. See, learn to live without mentality, the effects of his presence. He says, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee. The, the, the Ogidiga native doctor of your village. He says, cannot stand. Is he a man? Is he a human being? So he cannot stand before the other days of thy life. Amen. Thank you, brother. Think about it. You think, you think they are so strong to break the word of God. The Bible says he opposes all things by the word of his power. If God's word fails, this, this whole universe would dematerialize. Nobody, no, nobody is big enough to stop you. 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 And for the seventh time, nobody is big enough to stop you. Give him a shout of praise. Are you following me? 
I'm building your faith for your next season. He says, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. I was watching a lady preach. You know, women, there's a lot of people have reasons why a woman should not preach. And that's another teaching for me to explain why. Let me just give you one scripture. The Bible says, I'll part of your spirit upon all flesh. Okay? Then it says, and your sons and daughters shall do what? Sons and what? That means daughters will prophesy, right? Okay. Then he says, your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. That's Acts 2, 16, 17, and 18. Then he says, upon my servants, that's men of God, and my handmaidens will I part my spirit. And they shall what? Prophesy. Are you following me? So God says, in the last days, he will have servants and handmaidens. Are you following me? Watch this. A woman went to preach. Say woman. Now that, that is already in the natural realm. They look at women as weak. And God told her to go to Pakistan. To hold a crusade. She went to Pakistan. And held a crusade in a stadium. And Muslims were saved. And Muslims were healed. I was shocked. Why was I shocked? A woman. If God speaks to some men to go to Pakistan, they won't park there. Am I right? And they will find somewhere else to park. Think about it. A woman. 